All right there, horror nutballers. My name is Paul Waller, not Weller, and I'm on holiday right now, but this is still a year in horror. Hello, hi, hello, hello, hi, 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 this is Paul from the past. I know that right now you're probably expecting the 1981 Big Hitter episode and I am halfway through putting it together, but just like last year when this happened, I haven't had the time to do the episode justice, so instead I will be putting up eight individual episodes instead. It would be crappy of me if I released a half-hearted episode for any year, especially one as massive as 1981. So, yeah, things are going to be back on track next month. I promise you, it's a little blip. It's a blip. Why will I not be completing the simple monthly task that I have? I have just one job, remember, when it comes to a year in horror, just to do a monthly show. Well, I was meant to be in Paris, visiting the catacombs, visiting museums, and eating lots of wonderful pastries. But Eurostar trains no longer stop at Ashford, so rather than spend a couple of hundred more pounds rearranging travel and losing more time, what myself and Claire have done, we've booked a week's stay at a hotel in London, and I'll be exploring the horror treats there. Plus, I'll be visiting museums and eating pastries. Just getting a lot more smoggy. Now, you've clicked onto this one. Thank you for that. These chats, they're going to be plucked out of various big hitter episodes and given their individual space just to breathe. If you didn't catch it last time I did it, a little bit about them. Each will be about a specific movie and have a specific guest. And as you can see from the front cover uh, and the notes, you'll know what that is. Again, thanks for clicking on the episode, spending more time with my guests than I I don't care what anybody else tells me. You lot, you're really good eggs. Before we get into it, remember that you can sign up to Patreon and get loads of extra content. Joining me on our Year in Horror Radio, we've got loads of video nasty stuff up, loads of extended chats, charts, chud, probably not chud yet, but you know, it's a good time. It's a good time over there, right? We're having a good time, are we? we having a good time? It's on www.patreon.com forward slash a year in horror. But for now, here is some sort of guest talking about some sort of film on some sort of podcast. Enjoy. Hello, Jacob. How you doing? Hi, mate. Good to meet you. Yeah, oh, and you so much. So this is pretty cool for me. Before the Lost Boys podcast, 
I just thought podcasts were a joke. Like I was like, why would I ever listen to a podcast? What's the point? Like I know the Ricky Gervais one was really popular and that was it. That was all, all I knew. Yeah. And listened to yours and got totally addicted to podcasts and podcasting and just decided to watch Lost yet again along with you. Um, I haven't sped on like many other people have. So I'm, I'm sticking with you, but then like you, I've just watched it a bunch yeah, of times yeah. before. So I'm going to kick this off. The first question, and I know a lot of this, you would have already answered on your podcast. And I have already told our listeners, they need to be like, if you're interested in Lost in any way, start again and just start with this podcast. But how did you first discover Lost? Uh, were you there from day one? I mean, yeah, in the UK, day one, which was like, what, August 2005. So like, yeah, caught, I mean, I had, an, it's mad how I watch so much now, like my life revolves around film and TV. And back then I barely, I think I was what, 13, 14? What I really watched was EastEnders, to be honest with you. And I didn't, like, that Lost was my foray into kind of international television, even though it's not really, you know, but like American yeah. dramas. And um, I got completely swept up by the, the, the Channel 4 promotion over here. I hadn't really heard of it, if I'm honest, at all um, in America. But then I heard it was like the big thing. So, yeah, the, the night it, it aired on Channel 4, the first ever night, um, I, was, I was tuning in. It was like sandwiched between Big Brother evictions. Um, and I was like, Big Brother nut. So, like, I, I remember just like Davina McCall going, and next up, Lost. <laughs> Um, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. But yeah, no, absolutely, like within weeks, met my whole family as well, but my mum swiftly stopped because I became too obsessed with it and she just didn't want to be any, didn't want to have any part of that. <laughs> what is wrong with her? I know. Like, yeah, it was like for, for UK telly, it was the first time I'd watched something because you always hear, oh, UK telly is so superior to uh, US at the time. That's all, all you would hear. Like, we've got the best TV in the world. And then this came on, it looked like a film. And I was instantly invested in everyone because they didn't use all the CGI for the plane and things like that. Everything just still holds up now. I was, I was so excited and it just hasn't ended. And it tends to be a conversation starter with people with me. Um, I work in the music industry. Mm. Um, so... I'm always on the same page with music, but for me, if you're going to be a mate, do you like Lost? Yeah. You know, that's where it's, that's where it all begins. Um, I take it you were just a- addicted from the off. There was, there was no, like, oh, I'll give this another go. Like from episode one, you were a bang away. Yeah, I was in. I was absolutely in. And I just struggled to believe that there are some people out there who just weren't, you know, <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, like you say, by, by, by that same token, I mean, I'm hoping you have a lost friend who, who didn't like lost, but it's a struggle for me when I'm sat chatting to someone and they just can't, they kind of, they talk about lost in like a, with like an eye roll. And I'm like, but you know, even that first season was brilliant from the off, like just absolutely fantastic. And um, just like exactly how it should be done. And yeah, I was, I was there from the beginning. I didn't waver at all i don't think i think the only time i was like okay i see this is going to be agonizing was the um episode 11 uh all the best cowboys have daddy issues where at the end they find what we 
go on to discover is the hatch and they um they uh it finished and on channel four they always showed on e4 the next week's episode so you could switch over and watch it but obviously the fear then was that you'd probably if you couldn't watch it for every reason because obviously we didn't have it wasn't in every room and stuff you yeah wait two weeks for an episode and it's like no way so i remember that i'd always resisted but that week i was like i need to just see the opening i'll just watch the opening and i'll switch it off and i went down and it starts with sawyer and kate like swimming in the lagoon or whatever and i had nothing to do and i was like oh, for god's sake <laughs> Uh, I think that's the extent of my frustration. I still, I still, I even like that episode. I know Jack despised it, but. Well, yeah, yeah. this is, the, well, let's get to this podcast. So over the years, uh, you've watched it several times, as you say in your opening gambit on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yet we've got, I mean, first of all, first of all, your name is Jack, Jacob. Yeah. And then we've got, Jack Shepherd, yeah. um, who's also your your compadre on the po- on the podcast. How did you meet? Like, is, were you friends already, or did you think uh, across like uni's um, uh, corridor, like, oh, that's the same name as in Lost? Well, how, how did you guys get together? Basically, I've just gone through life collecting people who have good who have names attached to Lost. Now, <laughs> I I, um, I worked with I worked yeah worked with him. Um, and he, yeah, he was at, at the independent before I joined. Uh, I work at the independent news, uh, well, no longer a newspaper, but I work on the culture section and he was on the culture team. And we, when I joined, we obviously became friends just because he's a nice guy. Um, I wouldn't tell him that to his face. Uh, and then I was always in the head. I was like, this guy's Jack Shepard. Like what the hell? And then I think one day I was like, you do realize you share the name. He's like, of course I realized that I've never watched it, but people, you know, say to me all the time. And then he was like, he was the one who suggested the podcast. He would probably tell you differently, but he was the one who said, he liked to make out that I put him through the, you know, the nightmarish uh, kind of prospect of watching hours and hours and recording hours and hours um, about Lost. It was his idea because he really wanted to do a podcast. He was like, I think Lost seems to attract that fan base. You are that guy. And I've never seen it. So maybe that's a hook. So and my name is Jack Shepherd, and I was like, "Yeah." And my name's Jacob. You won't know what that means, but yeah, you will. Uh, so yeah, it was. I think a, a very happy, um, happy to realise Jack Shepherd was up for doing a lost podcast. Because if I'd if I'd asked him, he said no. I would have been like, "What a wasted opportunity!" A hundred percent. yeah. I I can't imagine. What what a great hook, though. One person that's seen it a ton. And you're going to go through episode by episode with someone that's never seen it. Mm. Um, I, I need to know how hard has it been just to keep these spoilers away from him? Uh, do you know what? I have actually, it's like a sport for me. Keeping them <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not a good liar. I don't think I'm not really good at poker. I don't really, really play poker because I'm not really good at it. But, and I don't, I'd like to think I'm not a manipulative guy, but I find myself kind of like really, not just like avoiding the subjects at all costs when there's like, we're in spoiler territory. I like really try and throw them off the scent and like make up rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and I get real enjoyment for it thinking later on he's going to be watching. Cause he's a, he's a clever guy and he, ca- he gets a lot of things that I didn't get. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people didn't get. My sister's the same. She watches it and she's like immediately like calls like Dave, the episode in season two, she's like, um, in the, like he's imaginary. 
like straight off. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is no fun. So with Jack, I think I really, I tried to do it because I like to maybe when he's think going through the thought process, he like throws out ideas because he's like, oh no, but Jacob said this. And then it happens. And he's like, what? You, you liar. <laughs> well, I mean, you two both being heavily involved uh, within the, the TV and the film world, these things that Lost were thrown out to us, they weren't tropes at the time. They, they were writing the rule book uh, to certain extents. And, and yeah, so all this was fresh at the time. Like we didn't know that that might be an imaginary person, like that, which has been copied a thousand times since, you know? So I get that, like, but it, it does frustrate me as a listener when he's spot on. Like, oh, how did you get that? So I'm always thinking, did you cheat? Yeah, no, he, I mean, yeah, it's funny. Cause like, it doesn't really cross my mind to think that he would look it up. Cause I think he would know that if I ever, found out later down the line that he did that, that that would be the end of our friendship. <laughs> uh, no, maybe he does. Who knows? Like, I, I mean, maybe it's something that once season six is wrapped, will um, and years go by down the pub, he'll just say to me, by the way, oh. I knew who was in the crate. I knew who was in the crate. And I'll be like, <laughs> no. So, yeah, maybe he's just been playing me the entire time. I'd like to think that's not the case, though. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he would see as a listener, it. you tell me, is it really like frustrating when he is really close? Two times he's done it and, and it's been so close and instantly you you will not not give it away and you will do exactly what you just said. You'll throw him off the scent. You'll go, Oh really? You think that? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It. I can't I need to listen back. I've never listened back. I used to listen back to each episode every week, but I, I just haven't done that in a while. And I think I'm going to go back and listen through it when I watch Lost Invariably again with someone else and um, who's never seen it. And I hope I, I come across those moments and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> For, you know. uh, well, you yeah. should be. Um, right, okay, <laughs> so you're watching this um, episode by episode again, but now you're watching it knowing that you've got to go and do a podcast yeah. uh, afterwards and knowing that you're going to have to break things down where maybe you haven't before. Uh, do, do you see things differently? Because um, I know since I've been uh, joining you with the podcast, I have been, I've been breaking little bits down that I would never have thought to do before. That's cool. I'm, I'd like to hear that. Um, it's funny because like I watch things with an, ob with a, with a very observant eye for my job, I guess. Um, and so I'm always kind of thinking, just make, maybe thinking things, taking things a bit too literally sometimes to the point where Damon in love probably like, no, what are you doing? But like, that's like, that's what we all do, right? Us who love yeah. love, we, we, that's part of the enjoyment. And most of the time there is something in it. And sometimes it's just a, a, a happenstance that it, it could be, you know, a nice thing to point out. But yeah, I, I having watched it seven times before and going through it the eighth time, I have always had things in my mind, like little bits that I've liked, that I've always never seen other people mention. And it's just been a really good opportunity to kind of highlight those things. I'm trying to think of a good example, but just like, line, even like as li something as little as line delivery, um, or just something, the way I like, you know, the way s someone acts in a scene, um, as well as the more, ah, oh, did you spot this? You know, I won't lie, I don't, I don't spot everything. I, I do kind of do research, um, like heavy research before I watch each other and after I watch it and do meticulous notes to make sure there's no, um, no stone left unturned when we're going through the episode. Cause essentially I just want Jack to kind of be, in, you know, interest Jack as well. And him go, ah, 
But sometimes he's like, that's dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, there is critical and then there is knowing how many holes there are in a shower head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that will always be my favourite. I just think it's just fantastic. Someone was there going, it's really good. It's really fun. Like, just fills me with a lot of joy. Um, yeah. As well, because it means I didn't have to do it, you know. <laughs> Someone out there would <laughs> And you would have. Yeah, yeah, probably would have. Um, um, I did throw you a bunch of questions over, but one I didn't, and I just thought maybe um, you, you would have a good idea of this. Um, after the show finished, did you think that one of the actors in particular might sort of rise to the crop and become like a big star? Um, and if so, who would you think would have earned that and who do you think should have been that person? I think it's really, it's really easy to say Matthew Fox. He, it just never really happened for him, but I think that was part of his own choice, really. So I'm not going to say him. Um, I would probably say Josh Holloway, I guess. And I, I kind of expected Josh Holloway to maybe, and I know he was in another TV show and they've, they've been cancelled. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. But that guy is really good. And I think he could have had a good, like decent film career. If he, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he, <laughs> what his story is or anything in terms of agency and stuff. But he like can still scenes. And I'm, I was really... Looking back, I really think we've been robbed of more Josh Holloway yes. brilliance, which is so mad because it's like such that role in the first season is like the kind of like I'm not really like when I was looking at the promotional materials beforehand, I was like, oh, that guy looks that's going to be a rubbish role, that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is like a bit of a thankless role to begin with. And then like Jin as well. I mean, Daniel Day Kim has like really kind of upended expectations, I think. He's become yeah. like, apart from Evangeline Lilly, the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there, there is four of them um, that, that I can think of that have really done good since. Uh, but no one's really lost out. That Everyone is jobbing, mm. uh, a, a jobbing actor at the moment. But uh, yeah, I think... Um, uh, Jin, Sun, uh, Kate, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say Anna Lucia as well. Oh and yeah, Rodriguez, like all, yeah. all doing really good. Yeah, I mean Anna Lucia like has got some like like bankability behind her because of the the, the grossing the sales of the films that she's in. Right, like that's some right. serious dollar behind her name now. Um, yeah, once you do Avatar, you, you once you do chill. Avatar, you're up there forever. Yeah, and then you got the Fast and Furious, just like just for good measure. <laughs> yeah but yeah like but then you've got like um you know it's good to see like michael emerson just like kind of cranking out the roles like he'll always be working and he'll always be playing shady characters forevermore now and that's i, I, I right. find comfort in that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is, whenever he's on the screen it's comfort food i love it yeah, I, yeah. there was a show i think it was called oh my word i think once upon a time some a fairy tale show and it's like yeah. every member of lost seems to have either be in it as a star or just a bit part here and yeah. there and like um i was i would always watch that with my daughter and yeah absolutely just like, oh there's lost there's yeah. lost there's lost. Yeah. brilliant wasn't there like little references as well like i remember there was a bit of a like a clock that was eight i never watched it myself and i've had people say to me like listeners say you should definitely give once upon a time a go would you recommend it <laughs> no no <laughs> no i wouldn't i think there's other yeah, things what, what else can you say <laughs> probably <laughs> i wouldn't give it a go there's there's better stuff out there yeah. um, okay right thanks well for your honesty thanks for your honesty <laughs> time is precious too right yeah um well um, you have interviewed several of the big lost hitters mm. and um 
you must. I mean, you you for your job, you you interview big hitting actors constantly. Mm. Um, but is there something special with Lost um, when when that comes up when you when you get an actor there? Because I would be quaking. Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's it's I get more nervous with those guys than I would with with uh, Hollywood elite, to be honest with you, because um, I care what these guys think. I guess that's what it comes down to. Obviously, I get nervous when I interview anyone. Uh, not nervous, but just like, oh, I hope I ask the right questions in the time I've got appointed. But with the lost stuff, it is really like, because you've if you've not set the interview up as strictly a lost interview, which that, there have been some instances where that's been the case, it's even harder to get yeah. lost in because it's like, the PRs be like, wait, why are we talking about this? Um, <laughs> But it's, it's just like, yeah, they're like, can we promote the film that's out next week? Um, but if it's like been, you know, prearranged to be for the Lost Boys podcast, um, that's pretty special because you just get to just flip and talk about Lost with someone who was in it or someone who wrote it or whatever. And that's a moment I get less nervous. I get more like really like quite fanboy um, <laughs> without whilst trying to maintain some form of professionalism. Even if I'm like speaking to someone who's like written about Lost for a long time, or um, you know, just just a big name in the Lost game, basically in any way, I'd get a bit like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's the equivalent of me interviewing you right now. Honestly, oh, I'm, I'm so well, happy. This is that, honestly, you wouldn't believe it. I love that, it. That it means a lot. Like that blindsides me because, like, to know that, I guess. I am that now for some people would be is like pretty much job done for me. Like I to become an authority on that show that has meant so much to me is like really fulfilling. That's it's really lovely to hear. Thank you. Well, yeah, um, my bloody pleasure. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple more questions before we sure, go. keep them coming, man. Uh, We've, we've talked about, uh, just then talked about the interviews, and there was one that really stood out because it gained national press. Mm. Uh, and that was the one with Evangeline Lilly. Um, would you like to just sort of talk us through that and how that happened and what happened with that? Sure. Yeah, it was um, mad. So basically, um, she was promoting Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I... I got the interview because I kind of knew the person who was setting it up. Like they kind of approached and said, do you want to interview Angie Lilly? And I said, can we do a 15 minute for the independent and a 15 minute for my lost podcast? Um, and that got greenlit somehow. <laughs> Disney, yeah. I was like, that's insane. I guess Disney owned lost in a way. So maybe they're like, yeah, all right, whatever. So we did it and I kind of explained to her what was happening. And we, she was like game. Um, and then I just kind of asked that, that question. I think it was, I can't remember what the question was in particular. I think it was something like, do you regret anything? Is there anything I lost that you regret? And I was thinking more in terms of like her character, <laughs> like, um, yeah. okay, not, not really her personally. You know, it's mad in it. Like, the way you could word a question really impacts the answer you're given. And I could have made it. So, I mean, that's a, that's a mind screw when you think about it in terms of preparation. But yeah, I, I never intended to get the answer that I got. And she just gave this really honest, you know, amazingly brave answer about um, feeling uh, like she was pressured into getting undressed, essentially. 
And while she was never nude in Lost, I think there were some scenes that required her to be, you know, semi-naked semi or whatever. And she just wasn't comfortable. And she said it, it, it was such a bad experience. That she, it happened twice, she said, and it's such a bad experience that she, she now refuses flat out to do it, to do it again. So the thing with the thing with when you get an answer when you get an answer like that, you know it's big. You know you're sitting on something quite big, but it still doesn't necessarily like break through. There are some times when I read interviews that just don't really or listen to it that don't really break through for whatever reason. But I think the thing was I had the independent platform to push it out. So I did an individual story citing the Lost Boys, which you know is, is I guess it's it was quite cheeky. It was got listen listens and stuff, but it was technically like above board that was our time allotted for the lost boys and stuff so it was only fair to us that we did that and we we would have covered it if it was another um like the independent would have covered it if it was uh, another podcast um so we did it and we, we put it out and the episode just really yeah rocketed and it was like obviously our most listened to episode but it got picked up nationally and it was on variety and it was on all the trades it was on the daily mail which i'm you know not really my cup of tea but like you know big and um yeah, and 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 Good Morning America, and they were like a last podcast or whatever. I got I got it like someone told me, and I was like, "What did they say with Jack and Jacob?" Because that'd be hysterical, but I don't think they did. And then, um, then it got all like the kind of the um, the responses where J.J. Abrams kind of like apologised on behalf of the production, and that's when I just got went a bit. I got a bit yeah. weird. And it was like, it was really like, cause I didn't want to like, whilst I was really happy that Imagine really felt that she could talk, talk about that now. And I'd obviously, she obviously had it on her chest and, and she was ready to talk about that. I think, you know, you could ask last year and she probably wouldn't have mentioned it. And the climate was, you know, is all, even though it was kind of pre, it predated, I guess. Did it predate the, 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 the Me Too movement? I'm not really sure. But anyway, it, it was really, I was really, Happy she felt honoured, but the, the thing that really bugged me was that it all came out on her birthday. It was her birthday when that oh, story broke. Man. And I can imagine she, well, when it hit the, I didn't realise, but I saw that day it had been her birthday and I was like, I hope she hasn't been like hassled too much um, or like bothered by this. I would have, I would yeah, have yeah. That, you know? Um, and like, obviously when JJ and other people get involved, she might have an element of like feeling like a bit ungrateful or something because I don't think she was like criticizing them or the production crew it was literally this director and she didn't name but if you do a bit of surmising I think you can kind of work out who it was sure um so that was when I kind of like phone off I was like oh my god that goodbye to any future JJ Abrams interview on this podcast day um but no I'm happy if that if that's the uh, consequence and I'm happy because I'm just really happy that she felt she could say it but what was really mad was like, like the other day as well like I read this um this article this Daily Beast article a report about um essentially the same thing happening to someone else um on the set of True Detective and right down the bottom of the thing it had a link to mine podcast and referencing that story or mine and jack's podcast referencing that story and that was like i was reading and i was like it didn't really sink in initially and i was like wait that was us that was that was our podcast yeah. so it's it's if it's a re it's a reference point and i think if you know if it inspired other people to come forward and stuff with their own experience that's so much the better but yeah like that was our that one experience of getting national pickup which was and what was it like in the in the fallout of that with you two? Did you um, approach the podcast in the same way after that, knowing that there's going to be this sort of 
interested audience that weren't there the week before sort of thing? Or did you just uh, carry on as you normally would? Yeah, I think um, I it's hard. I, I think we really didn't want to like make it seem like we were like... Um, Cashing in that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, I think there was, there was a fear. I think that's the good way of putting it. There was a fear that we were... Like we did a special episode and stuff and like we were excited by the the, the amount of people we were getting because we knew that we'd probably have some people carrying on with us and that was fun to have people along for the ride but it wasn't like the the, the one reason we were we were happy or or whatever we we were just kind of overwhelmed that evangelili kind of chose it's not she chose us it's just that like we were there and she felt she safe yeah. to say it and i think that that was it so yeah we then had a new I, I think our listenership went up then even like the one the previous ones and stuff so it was good to have people along for the ride i think there's been like quite a lot of lost podcasts in the past few years that kind of like popped up um around ours but what i've noticed is that if one person listens to one podcast lost podcast they listen to them all and they just love lost and that's like a lot of po- that's a lot of time investing into listening to lost podcasts and i've got a lot of love for all of those people really i do well okay i mean i i per- personally when when it happened i just thought it was it was a dark thing and then a bit later on i was just like but what a fantastic thing just like you said that like it was that moment that she chose. I think it, it would have been, I think it's happenstance that it was you just yeah. asking the right question at the right time. Yeah. And yeah, what a, what a great thing for her to come forward and actually feel brave enough to say that and yeah. secure enough. Uh, and yeah. And as you say, people would have taken inspiration from that. So yeah. And it didn't come across like you guys were trying to cash in. That's it was just thing. like one of these mad things that had happened. What, what else would you do? Just stop the podcast because you don't want to be seen like that. No, I don't and know. also there's like, you, you can't, there was a question of whether, whether should we should like actually include it or, and draw attention to it, but that would be the worst thing to do. Wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. So like, exactly. And she, when she was giving the answer, she wasn't like, she wasn't emotional. She wasn't, um, kind of she, she was like she'd moved past it and she was like ready to kind of be like well fuck that that was not good um yeah and there was like a sea of like a lot of like people including some famous people just going like tweeting going respect evangeline lily so i think my unfounded worry that she was probably like oh the that guy has really like screwed me over by like turning me into like national news of course is probably like completely confounded by the fact that everyone's going, no, this is a great thing. And obviously me thinking that is a, a pride thing. Cause I don't want Evangeline Lilly to think badly of me <laughs> um, as a fan of love no who respects her work and loves her in general and still does. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of fears going and, and a lot of kind of like thinking, how do we deal with this? Um, yeah. And Disney were a bit like, wait this was a podcast a lost podcast <laughs> you know didn't expect it to really become something that's the fact that i'm always worried and trepidatious where to put like sound bites and things like that in um what i do because i just don't want to be picked up on it mm-hmm. uh, and of course after a, like a big exposure like that you've got to be careful mm-hmm. um yeah but I, I think you guys you know you're just treading that that line so well uh, and uh, I don't know, it just 
without it, it wouldn't be the same thing. But at the same time, it makes it funny. You know, it's really, it makes it really funny to listen to. Okay, forget yeah. that. I, yeah. I'm going to talk about uh, this thing that I loved. I, it was called Chronologically Lost. Yeah. And a friend sent it over to me and said, click this link. You're going to watch Lost from uh, chronologically from day dot till end. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know what they meant by that. And yeah. as soon as I played it, my word, it blew my mind. Yeah. Um, do you know about it? Have you done this? I've not done it. And it's, it's something I know about. And uh, a few people have mentioned it. And I think it's something that once this is out of the way, this podcast, I should probably do it, I think. Do you think? A hundred percent. I think the only error with it is that uh, the music is tonally a bit strange uh, because they're chopping from season to season and things like that. And it's, oh, okay, I remember that. That's a a bit of a weird uh, sort of key, musical key. But at the same time, you know, it's, if you've already, if this is your eighth time round. Yeah. I think Why not? To, exactly. I think I, I know it all too well in the order that it was released. Why not switch it up a bit and do it in the corner? I mean, again, it's one of the things like amazing that someone did it. <laughs> just like oh, test wow. how much, I mean, the effort that went into that is, is just like next level insane, isn't it? And, and, and it is pretty much perfect as well. Like the way that they've done it, they've not made a misstep with the editing and things Absolutely. like that. Like, okay. Good. Like so that, whoever that is needs to be properly celebrated. I think among the lost bang, fandom, I'm sure they are, but they need to be. They need to become a name, you know. Well, yeah. maybe they have to be quiet. <laughs> well, actually, that's a point. That's a point. I'd like to think that like David and Carlton would like silently be applauding and going, "Yeah," and then like have like watched it as well. All right. Well, I'd like to think. Without a doubt. Okay, final question, uh, and it is important to us uh, fans of your podcast. So. Like when this wraps up, you're really close to the end now. Yeah. Where are you going to go from that? Or are you going to knock it on the head and say, right, this is done. Uh, is there any way that you can go forward? Mad to even be thinking about it. I mean, it's, it's so funny because we, we, we've taken like a, like a hiatus, as I'm sure a lot of people have noticed. And we get messages all the time asking when we're going to come back. And I, I, got, I get really stressed that people are going to like just not stop listening because they're like in myth that we're, we're taking a break. But the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of lot of reasons why we have waited. One of which is um, just, I mean, Jack especially, like just meant like had a bit of a crazy time of it the past year, past half year, um, and we can't, we would it wouldn't have been the best it could be, and because it is the end, it's our last chance to make it the best it can be. And I yeah. think, and also season six is not an easy one. It's not something like the other ones are like, it's definitely my least favorite season, but there are moments of it that I really like. And, but I know it, I feel I know it the least, I have least connection to it. So it's going to be harder for me as a host, I think, steering things. So that, that yeah, that's not even the question you're asking. The question is beyond that. So beyond that is um, we've, we've spoken about what, what we could possibly do. And there's been talk about doing another show or like another thing that Jack loves that I've not seen, but the problem is I've seen bloody everything. <laughs> um, so that's impossible, really. Uh, I think the, the one show that would have been really good is if Jack was like a big Buffy fan, because I watched Buffy for the first time last year, and um, that, that would have been like probably got like the, like a good show to do. Sure. 
yeah but but i watched it in the end so i was like i'm not waiting for this i'm gonna just watch it and uh fringe is another one there's a guy who listens to us who um called michael who uh emails me a lot because I I, I I I like getting emails from listeners it's just really nice just like speaking to fans and stuff about fans of the show not fans of us and um he's like fringe would be a great one to do but the, the problem with that is like it is the thought of it is is actually exhausting. <laughs> it's exhaust. It's actually exhausting. And me and Jack, Jack and I, we we he's he's back in London now. This is news. Oh, wow. he's, okay. he's new. It's news as of yesterday or two days ago. I got text. He's back in London. So I think the plan is to like meet. He is the other side of bloody London, to which I am, which is really annoying. But the plan is to meet up and and like well, first catch up as friends. And then, then get back doing like in like together watching Lost, like the communal experience, as opposed to like going right. You ready? Press play. Three, two, one, go. Um, over and doing it over Zoom. But we will probably talk about the future. I, I think Jack and I. It's it's fun to just like. Just, yeah, I don't know. There's some. I I I don't know. Maybe I'm blowing our trumpet, but like I think we are a good dynamic. And it would be a shame to like not do something creative together. We've always tried to like, there's like other stuff we want to do, writing as well, things like that, but just so busy, man. And it's like, you know, it's like, that's the thing. Like it's, it's so, you've got to be like super passionate about it. And and we were, I am about Lost and he was about the podcast, which is why we've done it. But beyond that, it's it's hard for me to think that I would be passionate about something as much as Lost, unless it's like the Arctic Monkeys lyric explainer, or, something. <laughs> or, or like the Beatles albums, or something. But TV wise, it doesn't really get get bigger than Lost for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really tricky. Like I was racking my head, like maybe I could suggest something to you, and I thought, well, maybe like one one week is a film that one of you loves and the other one's not seen. Mm. But, uh, and, you know, that could be endless then and it could be whenever you guys do get together. But at the same time, like you say, you've done Lost. You know, where, the daddy of them all. Where, where do you go? Mad Men would have been a really good one if Jack hadn't, I've just assumed hadn't watched it, which I don't blame him for, but like he, I, I know Mad Men pretty well, not as well as Lost. I know nothing as well as Lost. But like Mad Men would have been a goodie, I think. Um, less of the mystery, but more stuff, you know, interesting stuff to delve into nonetheless. There is a podcast idea I had. I was on holiday last week and I was on, on the beach and I was like, <gasps> and I said it to my girlfriend and she was like, it's a good idea. And I would love to do that with Jack, really. Um, but we'd like to get paid for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah, just doing this as well, where people go, when are you doing the next episode? It's like, look, <laughs> we don't get paid a penny for this. Uh, so it'll, it'll be there when it's there. <laughs> well, yeah, I, whatever you do, um, thank you for, for introducing me to, to you two as a, as a pair. Because as I say, um, before you guys, podcasting was just, is that what Ricky Gervais did? You know, and now it's like it's part of my life in a huge way, and it's down to you guys just pulling me in like that. So, oh, mate. Um, well, thank it, you. It's fantastic to hear that, really, and thank you for just the um, 
the, yeah, just being there to listen and for uh, getting involved and for this and for making me feel very happy and fulfilled and like it's all been worth it. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's, that's really lovely. It's really good. Thank you. Take care. Um, thank you so much. Take care, man. How good is that? Oh, I love it. Oh, 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 man. That's really nice to know all that stuff. That's really good. It's funny. I should have said as well, like, I, I don't really listen to podcasts, which is kind of insane. But I don't really listen to them, which is, I listen to like some every now and then, but I'm not like a religious podcast listener. So I don't know what that says about me, that I've got this like ego where I can like make a podcast and expect everyone to listen to it. But I just don't, it's really weird, isn't it? It, it, it is an odd thing. Like I, I say, I never thought I'd get into it. And yet now, like once a month, I do like this big five hour episode where I just choose a year. And I talk about horror movies that came out that year. And then there's this section called Sci-Fi Corner, where this is going, uh, where right. my favourite sort of sci-fi from that year comes into it. And yeah. So well, this, I'm, this I'm podcast, I will, be, I will be listening now to this podcast. And uh, that's yes. it. Like, now I know I've met you and know you. I feel like that's, that's you know, the end now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen. Cool. Especially if I've not been like... This one would be great. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I hate this other thing. It's like the only reason I don't listen back to mine is because I do hate the sound of my voice. It's just the cliche, isn't it? Yeah. Um, It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'll I'll edit it something lovely. (laughs) Don't you worry. Thank you very much. Right. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to edit it. Very happy. Thank you for that. And any any, any future times you want to chat about Lost, I'm always here. Don't say that. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to the finale. Um, but I didn't want to ask you anything about the finale, just in case that um, people that, you know, are into your yeah. podcast, like we spoil anything. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Sorry, all right. Um, yeah, all right. Cheers, fella. I don't even know what to say. I'm so happy. So. <laughs> oh, no, I'm really happy. Thank you so much, mate. It's good to meet you. And take care. And we'll try yeah, again you too. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And once again, thank you so much for joining us on this chat about whatever it was that I was chatting about. As I mentioned, I'm in London right now. So yeah, I'm not here. I'm not a bot, but I'm just not here. If you want to contact me, shoot me an email over at ayearinhorror at gmail.com and whatever all the other podcasts tell you to do, then why not do it? I'm not particularly bothered right now. I'm just content with the fact that you're alive and hopefully you're all well. All you people that have made it to the end, you're amazing. Thank you. Paul, out.